Hello and welcome to the Teacher Magazine podcast series on school improvement. I'm Jo Earp. Today we're talking to Victorian Executive Principal Glenn Proctor. In August 2008, After more than a decade as principal at Melbourne's Mount Waverley Secondary College, he moved to the northern suburbs to take on the leadership role at Hume Central Secondary College. Glenn Proctor, welcome. Can you start, first of all, by telling our listeners about your own background and Hume Central Secondary College? Um, Background in terms of... uh I came from this area, which a lot of people don't know. I, I'm, I'm from the western suburbs. Uh, went through schools um, in the 50s and 60s. I wasn't really impressed with it, um, and I think that made me want to go into education full stop. Um, I became a teacher, obviously, uh, etc. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I've been 18 years now as a as a principal and I've been six years as an executive principal and I've been six years obviously at Hume mm-hmm. and it was to try and redress some of that disadvantage which I saw in the 50s and 60s and I thought well here's an opportunity to go back. Um, I'd been at other places and uh, to try and improve what was happening um, and increase the number of uh, students getting through education and going on to tertiary. Now, uh, you've got a big school improvement uh, push there. What, what's the research base for the work that you're doing at Hume? Yeah, I think the major, um, if you're wanting to change and go through the change process, I think from my point of view, you've got to convince people that uh, uh, how 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 it's worked in other places mm-hmm. that's more important and that there is it's not just a hit and a miss it's it's been researched this particular approach whether it's to teaching and learning approach whether it's to we've used Mazzano for the teaching and learning we've used Hattie in teaching and learning particularly the explicit instruction model um, we've looked to other people uh, that would support us in what the way that we were going in terms of our college and we in particular we used the the big bar uh, model uh, which was uh, a model uh, and research that looked at the uh, uh, well it was the western suburbs and he built a, a, a it was re- really a, around the uh, schools that punch above their weight and it was a study that clearly showed that if you've got um, a, a low socioeconomic area, it doesn't mean that you can expect low achievements of students. And having a research base, schools in the western suburbs that actually did and achieved and what we call punched above their weight, in other words, they achieved outstanding results, low socioeconomic doesn't mean low achievement. It, it can mean high achievement. That allowed us to, our staff, uh, particularly our leadership team, to see we could put in place the the practices and that school improvement plan or framework adopted from that research model we've put in place and we've stuck to it and we've even used the researcher which was Vic Sabar to come out and look at our model and look at how we're going about it and you know comprehensively do a, a report card on us and he finally came out 
uh, has been out regularly with our leadership team over the last uh, five years, but more importantly did our review, our college review, uh, last year in May to look at w the way forward and what we needed to do to further build on our, uh, our success. So his approach set out a, a, a comprehensive strategic approach to which uh, the college improvement plan is based around and um, we, you know, it was predicated on his, what we call his four conditions. So research is very important because it allows staff to read into it and understand it and then to put it in place, uh, particularly the leadership team. Yeah. Um, now you've been quoted as saying, I read that you were saying that it's the most difficult job you've had. Um, going into that role, what was the morale like among staff there? Basically, mm. just a bit of background, they've been told the results weren't acceptable, hadn't they? They'd just gone mm. through this murder involving the three schools. What was the morale like there when you arrived? Well, I think I think morale was very low and they'd been in what I would call in a holding position for a number of years. And to their credit, they'd they'd Morale was low, but they were still holding together as a staff, and then they were asked to combine and be one staff instead of three separate schools. So morale was very low, and no vision or direction. Um, very low as a result. Um, low attendance by uh, students. It was around the 60 to 70 percent mark. Very low achievement in terms of students going on to tertiary or getting into year 12. You can imagine. So all of that. Um, um, is was a difficult. It's, it's a very difficult uh, situation to be in, and um, it does affect how you're performing. So removing that, and uh, in the sense of building staff morale, was the first step that you needed to take. And if if people have got a vision and a direction, and that's a, a fairly clear focus. If you've got a vision and you've got a direction then that's fairly important in that uh, whole process. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that I had to set about very clearly at the very start to build that uh, vision and direction and make sure that, uh, that and, and support staff to understand that vision and direction and move towards it. Mm -hmm. But admitting there's something seriously wrong, that can be a confronting thing. I'm interested in hearing more about the meeting you had with staff in 2009, uh, I'd read about that, where you apparently played them audio tapes, is that right? If year nine students reading below their age level, what, what happened there at that meeting? It was confronting. It was the first day of the, of the new school year. It was 2010. Um, you know, we were all swapping the happy pics and talking about our holiday and I said, Okay, listen to this and it did stop everyone and it did and it was it was confronting because those kids were actually reading from a newsletter I'd done about why it's important to go on to year twelve and any successes that you have uh, from going on to year twelve, how important it is. And one, they both the uh, both the students were going in, I think, into year ten at that stage, and one was reading at year eight or eight and a half or something like that, year eight and a half, and the other one was probably year seven. And recognising. Um, that our students had huge gaps in their learning and then if we didn't catch them up they would continue in those with those huge gaps and enter VCE, VET or VCAL and maybe even still if they did get go on to tertiary studies but they'd be at a major disadvantage and getting the staff to realise that and were shocked by it uh, and the next part of it was what are we going to do about it we came up and the leadership team prior to that meeting had come up 
when I'd uh, confronted them about it over the latter part of the previous year, 2009, and the next step was to come up with, well, what's going to be our mantra? What are we going to, everything will pass by this mantra, and it came up with, we came up with two years of learning in one for all our students, and we've been attempting to do that. We do our, our testing of uh, on-demand testing at the start of each year, halfway through and the end of the year, literacy and numeracy. And our average has been one and a half years of learning in one uh, for our students over that period of time. And that's shown up in our uh, in improved, considerably improved VET, VCAL and VCE results. And so it's been something that's engaged all staff, they were committed to it and working towards it, but we needed something to drive it and that has been a, a universal agreement amongst all staff, we needed to do something about it. We did something very similar for student attendance as well. It's no use just a few people taking something up and we'll do something about it. It has to be, school improvement is about change, but it's about all staff taking on that change, not just a few. Mm. Uh, Glenn Proctor, thanks for sharing your story with Teacher Magazine. Great to share it with you and good luck. To listen to more of our podcasts and to access the latest teacher articles, videos and infographics, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.